You're listening to Taxpayers Australia's News and Insights podcast, Tax Wrap. Hello and welcome to Tax Wrap Podcast, episode 82. I'm Steve Burnham, joined ably today by Lisa Gregg. Hello, Lisa. And Lady Shoy. Hi, Steve. Hey, Stephen. Yeah, How are you today I'm on this freezing cold Melbourne freezing day? Freezing cold. So I'm, yeah, we'll try not to have audible shivering, but it is a bit cold down here. Now, this week, Lisa, you've um, had the pleasure of joining the Consultative Forum for the Tax Practitioners Board, and um, I believe they've got some interesting facts and figures and other sort of issues to um, to raise. What did you find out there? Yeah, well, um, I represent uh, our members. I nearly said Taxpayers Australia, Steve. It's Tax and Super Australia. Tax and so Super I'm, Australia. But do that um, at um, three consultative forums that the TPB very nicely held, hold for us uh, every year, where they realise that it's a two-way street between the associations that are registered tax agents or resident bass agents or registered tax financial advisor agents. That's mm. a mouthful, but you know what I mean by that. That's the new one, isn't it? Yeah, that's, that's the new yep. financial planners one. Um and look, it's, they share a lot of information and they're all absolutely fantastic. Um, the the chairman of the TPB, Ian Taylor, chairs the meeting and um, he's very forthright with information, which is fantastic. And Rosemary Holloway's there, who's the highest level public servant, uh, who uh, works at the Tax Practitioners Board. And some people may, may not realise that they're actually um, sort of quasi-funded out of the ATO coffers. And they're okay. totally independent, but they're funded by them. Right. And so if they need people, they basically have to try and pinch people out of the ATO. So they've got about 120 bodies and um, the ATO has given them a little bit more funding this year, which is really good because there's a lot of changes oh, in what yeah. they're trying to implement. Mm, and they're trying to implement for the, the benefit of the of the whole profession, which is fantastic. But um, I thought it was worthwhile talking about it at this tax wrap because um, there's lots of really interesting statistics. And so Letty doesn't feel left out. Letty, we're going to do a pop quiz. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> How many registered tax agents do you think we've got in Australia as of 30 June? What is it, thousands, oh. hundreds? Oh. Yeah, I don't well, know. It must be 40,000 upwards. No, well done, Letty, well done. She, see, she's more than just a pretty face and knows her tax. So in tax, we've got a total of 41,227. Okay, close. Out there. Yeah, that was pretty great. good. And that's a mixture of individuals, companies and partnerships. So as we know that, you know, we'll be registered as an individual and then we might have a tax agent um, uh, registration for a company or whatever. And remember, we've got all the, the big four in there as well. So we're all, we're not saying that we've got uh, 41K worth of individual tax agents out there lodging returns. And in terms of BAS, I won't put you up to the spot again, Letty. Uh, we've got 14,715. And then we've got this new category, which is this TFA, you know, registered, registered uh, financial planner that does a bit of tax on the side. And they categorise those into two different groups, whether they've got an AFSL or they're an authorised representative. But combined, there's around about 20,000 of those. So all up, the TPB look after over 75,000 worth of registrations. That's a very big number, Lisa. <laughs> and has it gone up? It must have gone up since the uh, te- what is it, tax financial advisors category has been yeah, introduced. That's, that's, that, that has gone up since mm. then because that's only been around for about three or four years mm. uh, now because they were in various transitional provisions. But the tax financial advisors may think that they're grandfathered into that uh, that group, but they're not. So oh. they need to be bona fide, proper, endorsed and validated with all the different checks and balances right. as of uh, middle of uh, 2017, and Steve. how do they check up on that? 
well, they just well they just need to check either their years of experience or there are qualifications. Okay. But yeah. there's a there's a move afoot with the financial planners anyway that they're going to have to have degrees. You know, oh, they right. can't just do a do a couple of, couple of week course on the back of a cornflakes packet or something like that <laughs> to get their financial planning course. And for any financial planners who may be listening are uh, interested in this, definitely have a look at the Tax Practitioners Board website as they have all the details set out in their glorious terms. That's right. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So mm. I thought those those stats was interesting. But to get to, to where you were talking about, Steve, about numbers, um, we do have a little bit of a joke, and we shouldn't do this at our members, that we have some natural attrition in our membership. And, of course, there's natural attrition with the Tax Practitioners Board as well. Oh, right. So they think the people that go away for various reasons are about the same people that come on board. So it's round about... So if you want to tool the TPB registrations and membership, they usually stay about status quo. So the birth rate pretty much covers the attrition rate. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. and it, it's, it's very interesting. Ian, Ian was saying that's very interesting. That's the way that that sort of balances out. But as we know, um, oh, this is the other, other few stats that we get. We get this all on a dashboard from them. 88% of all tax agents have belonged to an association like ourselves or CPAs or CAANZ. I better not call them CANs because we're not allowed to. Um, well, that's interesting. IPAs. So there's, there's 12% who aren't. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah, so they're covered by that. Um, 61% of BAS agents, so we've got all the bookkeeping associations that cover it by that. Um, so that's quite interesting. And the stats for the financial planners will come into play as soon as they have to be registered on the on the proper bona fide system. So that numbers are out. Um, the other thing that is important to note, and you'll know that if you're a, a TIPAL member with us, is that we always ask every year for your PI insurance and all that sort of thing. And so now you've got to be very much aware with your annual dec- declarations. So when you apply to your registration as a tax agent, that's every three years. On the other two years of that, you now have to do an annual declaration. And you basically tick off saying, yep, I've got my PI insurance and I've done all my CPD for the year. Okay, yep. And it's quite interesting because what you've also got is, in terms of complaints and referrals for the year, there was 1,656 complaints and referrals. From clients or? From many different sources, Steve. So 1,103 came from the public. Yep. And what we've got to be aware of, and we were talking about this just before as well, they're not fee disputes. Okay. If if a client has got so if a taxpayer's got a fee dispute with their tax agent, it doesn't come to us as Taipal or Tax and Super Australia, and it doesn't go to the TPB. It um it's it's to do with what's Trade Practice Act. What's it called now, Letty? The CCA or something? Something like that. Yeah, something like that. It's basically consumer affairs. Yeah. Also, ACCC, perhaps. So. Yeah, one of those sort of sort of bodies. It is, and um, that number has increased um, from internal sources. So. Let me just give you an idea. Last year, it was 95 complaints from internal sources, and now there's 284 complaints from internal sources. That's a big jump. And why is this? They've got to do their annual declaration now, right? Because not only is it PI and um, CPD and and CPD and everything like that, or you might have gone to jail. (laughs) Uh, It's also You've got to have your own tax affairs in order. Ah. And we also know that the ATO refers cases and suspicions to the TPB as well. So, for example, the ATO may get complaints directly from taxpayers and taxpayers who aren't happy with the tax agent and the ATO can refer that onto the TPB. Another way that the ATO could perhaps do it is that they may find that a 
particular tax agent, a lot of their clients are undertaking, let's just call them dodgy schemes. Oh, and then yeah. in that way, they may also refer that to the TPB to investigate. Ah, I see. Now, Lisa, I understand that there's a particular code of conduct that registered agents must adhere to, and breaching that code of conduct may be one reason why end clients are referring them to the TPB for investigation. What are some of the key things in that code of conduct that that people need to look out for? Yeah, so we've got um, a number of codes of conduct now, and I've done a webinar on that, so you know that I'm all over it, Letty, which yes. is really great. So honesty and integrity is the big one. Code one, I sometimes say to people, they go, why should we do this? I said, code one, honesty and integrity. <laughs> um, independence. So you've got to be independent. You know, you can't work, you can't do things for husband and wives and things like that. Confidentiality. So don't talk about your clients on the bus. Um, competence, and that's a big one, because it's not just your competence. It's if you use an expert, you've got to know that they're expert in what they're doing, and also your staff as well. Exactly, you're responsible for their work. Exactly. So in terms of the breaches of the code, Letty, just give you an example. Honesty, integrity. 250 complaints regarding that for the year. So yeah. these stats are fantastic. Yeah. And in terms of your ATO gatekeeper, I've got the stats for that as well. Yeah, uh, the ATO has dobbed in 141 registered agents. The ATO's dobbed them in? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Is this, this is something like not having their own tax affairs in order, which I find surprising. I thought a, any tax agent would have it all worked no. out, all sorted, but no, it's not the case. Let, let's say this, Steve. Um, plumber has leaky taps. Yep. Physician here lights self. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. of course. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, so they're the sort of things that, that uh, the stats are about. But let me just sort of add on a little bit, which is I find quite interesting. Baz agents. Oh, yeah. Okay. Now, we reckon out there, and I think we all do, Letty, I think you and I agree, is that there's a lot of Baz agents out there more than the 17, did I say 17? 14,000 that are registered. There's a lot of bookkeepers out there that do, do Baz agent stuff, but they do it within the company. Right? So that's a big okay. issue, right? So yep. think about it that way. So they work for a company, they just do the books, etc. Because if we lodge a tax return, lady, we lodge it with our tax agent number. You can't lodge your tax return from within the company. Okay. But you can with your badge. You can lodge it through a, through a business portal. So the ATO, yep. So the ATO has um, got six bodies at the moment trawling through social media, oh. Gumtree, Amazon, you name it, Airtasker trying to find people that are doing Baz agent service that are not registered. Wow. Airtasker, that's an interesting point. Yeah, and no, well, all, I, I don't, that, they didn't say Airtasker, but I'm just saying all that. Because yeah. a number of the Baz agents that, that I speak to on the phone as well, they go, they've got to be not registered because their charge-out rates are so cheap. Oh. So the ATO are looking at finding those. Oh, so they've go. gone through ads and everything like that. So this task force is all in place and it's all happening up until the end of the year. Well, be warned then, listeners. Yeah. Well, I mean, not the, well, I assume no one out there in our little family is uh, committing those those uh, misdemeanours, but still. But if you do know of someone, there will on the uh, TPB site, there's an email address and you can dob them in and you don't need to provide all the evidence and all the checks and balances that you usually do. You can just call them up or, or, or email them in and say, look at, into this person yep. because they're probably doing out, the people that well, are the, doing the right things yeah, out of a job. Exactly, doing, doing them out of a job. And good, the, good point. And the thing is, if, if you yourself want to provide certain services, you can check on the TPB website where the, the services you want to provide will be BAS services or taxation services or none of the yep. above. Yeah, and as we know, the BAS services have just been broadened so you can do TFN applications and things like that. So we've put that in one of our 
latest, um, I think it's on one of your newsroom reports, Steve. Yeah, I think it is. So I thought this was just a nice way to uh, talk about the TPB yeah, and all the fantastic. good things that they're doing. And remember, they're, they're, the TPB are there to help the profession. So yeah. don't treat them like they're scary. No, They're here no. to help us. We're yeah, looking exactly. forward to the next meeting. Yeah, for sure. Keep us informed. All right, well, we better wrap that up, the tax wrap, wrap it up. Um, thanks, Letty, and thanks, Lisa, once again. And listeners, we'll be back with you next week.